0: I'm Grace Eubank.
1: And I'm Ryan Beck. We're married. So now we're putting our marriage to the test with a podcast.
0: This is Falling in Love with My Wife.
1: What I'm saying is that although it's not true that Outback Steakhouse is the greatest restaurant or like the most fancy restaurant, when I was a child it was my impression that it was the most expensive place you could go.
0: I lived in the same universe as you. We only went twice, I think, that I can remember. But after going there once, I remember like part of my identity was that Outback Steakhouse was my favorite restaurant.
1: That makes sense to me. It's really an exciting place to go. Like, Yeah. I'm sure if we walked in there objectively, like they have like kitschy things on the walls and the bathrooms are confusing because they separate it from like Joey's and oh yeah joettes or something like gals yeah. or something <laughs> um it's very confusing uh-huh. to go to the bathroom in like a themed restaurant yeah it's just par for the course you right. know like i don't know my crab or whatever <laughs> what am i um but i remember outback steakhouse as a kid it was like obviously it's a chain restaurant but i, I didn't understand what a chain restaurant really was
0: yeah uh, i just thought it was like oh we can have this in more than one place is awesome experience yeah. in more than one city
1: also steaks are expensive anywhere yes. steaks are expensive at applebee's yeah like an applebee's is like a, a i would say like a tier below outback as far as chain restaurants i
0: think so too the um i don't know about you but there was not like an outback steakhouse close to us it was probably 45 minute drive for us to get there oh, so, so that added to the, the mystique of it yeah where it's like oh we're like getting in the car i remember vaguely like dressing up like dressing yeah. up to go <laughs> yeah
1: i think i had to put on a nicer show we only went once or twice in my childhood yeah. but i remember it being a big deal because it was like you're gonna spend over a hundred yeah. something dollars on, on at outback steakhouse even if two people went because you're getting a baked potato and you're getting a steak oh, and you're getting all so this good. stuff and you're maybe not a baked potato because you get the blooming onion it's mm. the only place where we actually got an appetizer because I've told, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but my family, we don't, we never went out to eat to get an appet. You went out to eat to get dinner. Yeah. You we didn't, didn't get appetizers either. No. food. It's Absolutely not. chaotic. Yeah. It's preposterous to order an appetizer. It still feels like when you and I do it that we're doing something oh, wrong. Oh, I know. You're scandalous. I know. But you went out to dinner. You didn't go out to appetizer.
0: Yeah. The only time you had an appetizer is like if like a salad came with your meal, yeah, or like the bread basket came to the table, and then you put half of it right in your mom's purse, and then you asked for more.
1: We're here to fuel and for my dad to get a <laughs> twenty-five ounce beer. Yeah, <laughs> why twenty-five? Why not? Why is why don't restaurants do twenty-four ounce beers, which would be two cans? For some reason it's twenty-five. I don't understand. I don't know. That's where you sh- we should have recognized that Outback Steakhouse is not a superbly fancy place. Because they have 25 ounce beers. Interesting. And they have like goofball stuff on the wall, and all the there's like a lot of puns on the menu. And yeah. Stuff. But it is it does feel more. It, it was did elevated. At the time. It felt very elevated to me. Yeah. That's what um, I'm trying to say.
0: I well, I think everybody knows that like I love Applebee's. That's like a big. I'm a huge fan. Hmm. Um. But another fun one. Um. That I have memories about is TGI Fridays. And there was one, the reason for this is there was one in the airport, at the Pittsburgh airport, and my friend Meg and I, when we were going to fly home to the Philadelphia airport, we would leave early enough, like hours early, so we could get to the Pittsburgh airport with plenty of time, go sit at the TGI Fridays, and get the fried macaroni and cheese balls.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah.
0: And so we like we would be like, oh, I guess we need four hours. And that's like the only time I've ever been early for a flight. But it's only yeah. because there was fried mac and cheese.
1: Well, there's actually a Chili's in one of the rest airports here. Yeah, And we had a Chili's gift card, remember? We had
0: multiple, multiple for years.
1: For, for years. And we were trying to figure it out. And we were very close. Do you remember this? We were very close to going to the airport just for the Chili's. <laughs> I don't remember You don't remember that. this? We no. were like looking up like how we could get in and just use that. But you actually have to like have a ticket You have to have a ticket, yeah. To get past security to get into that sweet, sweet Chili's. Uh, I we wish. We know the Chili's needs security. Yeah. So, oh, I have a fun Applebee's um, story Okay, real quick. Uh, I think it's fun. My birthday is the same as a girl that I went to elementary school with. Um, her name is Mandy Knight. Okay. And Mandy Knight and I ha- were both born on January 27th. And every single year in our childhood, <laughs> we would ha- accidentally uh-huh. run into the Knight family at Applebee's. Yeah. Every year we went to Applebee's for my birthday. And this was like a nine to ten year tradition. <laughs> like it was like every year. Yeah. Of, you know. And we would go. There are multiple Applebee's in St. Charles, Missouri, huh. but we would go to Applebee's. Sometimes I think one time we went to Krieger's Bar and Grill. But we always but every single year on my birthday, we ran into Mandy's family. That's
0: so funny. And it was
1: like, wow, here we are. birthday yeah. Club again. That's really we'd funny. We sit on different sides of the restaurants. And then I think it was probably about the same time that they stopped doing the whole singing to us thing, you know, yeah, you get yeah. too old for that. Right. Did you did you ever have like a birthday buddy from your elementary class?
0: no i i not well, that i the summer well i did um early on like maybe like first or second grade i had a, a friend of mine who had the same birthday um but quickly now phase them out yeah exactly like now i can't <laughs> imagine having like i would just completely uh eliminate them mm-hmm. from my life because that's not gonna work for me
1: yeah you're a birthday you're a big birthday girl i
0: am I am. I love. Birthday's
1: very important to you, which is good for me because you always do wonderful things and surprises for my birthday. Sure do. <laughs> and I always like appreciate that because I don't put any effort into my birthday at all. I was I don't barely tell people that it's my birthday.
0: I'm the opposite. I'm mm-hmm. just announcing it. Or actually, what I'm really doing is I'm like uh,
1: begging for me to do something no, nice I'm for like you. I'm like
0: setting up plants, so I'll be like, "Hey, I'm gonna need you to spread the word that it's my birthday today," because I don't want to be the one announcing it. You know,
1: I think I do pretty good for your birthdays. I try really hard at at least. I don't. (laughs) Those are days where I don't think about getting you flowers. I actually will go through with it. Right. So today we got to get to our question. We got a fun question. It is what book had a big influence on you? So we're going to take a quick break. Then we'll come back for our question. Cool we're back right now and grace is actually standing by the bookshelf going through all of the books that we own and she's pulled two of them out i pulled two two of them Ooh, this is a good one one of these we have two copies of
0: both of these i have two copies of
1: oh excuse me
0: yeah and i have reasons for it
1: yeah well you have two books i have one book and i'm pretty sure do you want to guess my book is yours is the alchemist yeah 100 percent. yeah you nailed it yeah by Paulo Coelho, mm-hmm. the alchemist, which I've given as gifts to everybody.
0: I've also given as a gift to you.
1: Yes, you gave it to me as a gift. It's great. The copy that we currently have, I think, is your the gift that you, yeah. the one you gave to well, me.
0: Well, early on dating, you said that you lost your copy, I think. Mm-hmm. And I had, in the past couple of years, lost a copy of um, something that was like really dear to me. And a book. What and was that one? Um, that was a play, and I had all these notes in it, oh. and it was like, it was like a really devastating experience. Yeah, you um, didn't
1: even. I can feel you're not even wanting to talk about I, it.
0: I know. Well, I let someone borrow it, and they, and they screwed it up. They, yeah, it got stolen from them.
1: Mm. And
0: but it was like one of these things where I saw the play, and I like, I loved it. It was really emotional oh. for me, and I like this never happens like i'll watch a movie and like i immediately forget what happened in the movie like yeah. i don't yeah, remember I do specific stuff but this one like i went and bought the uh hard copy of the play like the next week or something like that and i like remembered line changes that were different and i like had all these like notes in the margin oh, and stuff and it was yeah it was like really devastating so what play was it um it's uh, called jerusalem
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, So
0: I have another copy, but I actually haven't read it because it was like too painful to like to, rehash, to rehash it because like I had all of my notes in it and now I can't remember.
1: Is that that Stephen Karam guy? No. Who who wrote it's it? It's Jez Butterworth. Jez Butterworth. Right. Yes. Who wrote the play that we saw with the Irish people that we kept mocking the mm-hmm. commercial of?
0: Yeah, because uh, they have Irish accents, and the little kid is saying... She's worried that
1: her dad is a killer. Yeah. But what she says in the commercial, can you do I can't Sure.
0: Do <laughs> is my da a color? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what color is what he? What color
0: is he? <laughs> um... <laughs> is he a color i don't know
1: so would you like to present your books that have had a a big impact on you and why they've had a big impact here's the thing i'm
0: not sure that um they've necessarily had a big impact on me i don't know if i like have anything that i would say like has changed my life there's a lot of plays that i really love so that one um that i just mentioned jez
1: butterworth yeah which sounds like a fake name but we will get it doesn't matter
0: um but then two of my favorite Books I have on the table here. So the first one is the little prince.
1: The little prince, which is also known as Le petit Prince. Prince. prince prince prince, prince. prince.
0: prince. <laughs> prince? i d I can't speak French very well.
1: But you're learning you're doing the double X. I know, thing. but I
0: don't have um I don't have great pronunciation. Mm. Even though my voice is so nasal, <laughs> I still like are in French natural life. To, are they known to oh, be yeah, nasal? Oh yeah, everything is nasal.
1: I should speak French. I can't. I can't make the... Yeah, you,
0: you just made them. It's it's all in your nose, though, which is how I normally talk, as I have a pretty nasal voice, but mm. I just don't have great pronunciation. I have like a
1: sexy, deep baritone. <laughs> so tell me about The Little Prince. Okay.
0: The Little Prince I love. I have two copies of it. It's true. Um, is
1: One of them is in French, right? One of
0: them is in French, okay. and one of them is in English. Now, the one I'm holding is in English, and this is special to me because there are multiple uh translations and one is out of print and considered to be the superior translation which is what I have and it took me a while to like track it down but if anybody's like interested in reading it it's um the translation by Katherine Woods
1: Catherine Woods. Yes. And no.
0: the reason it's supposed to be superior is because it, like, isn't necessarily, like... The other one is, like, more of a word-for-word translation, and it loses a lot of, like, the poetry.
1: Oh. And
0: this one is, like... So this uh, is a
1: better translation because it's actually not Because translated of the t- Yeah, because
0: of the tone. Like, it gets a lot more of the poetry. Mm. Um, so I think that's very special. And um, also, I got it used, of course, because this version is from... 1971, um, but it has somebody else's uh, inscription on the inside, and it says, Bob, this is one of my favorite books, so I had to give it to you because you were one of my favorite people. Love, Sherry.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah,
0: so I always really liked that.
1: That is so nice. And then uh, Bob uh, either died or pawned it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um,
1: Something went south between Bob and Sherry. (laughs) I know. But it is nice that you know he she gave him a a children's book a little inspiring yeah. children's book have
0: you ever read this book
1: yes you don't remember me reading this book no i don't it took me not as long as a full novel <laughs> i read this book you don't remember i it?
0: i vaguely remember this now
1: and do you remember that um our, uh, our dear friend John Michnia c- crafted me a comedy poster based on the yes, Little Prince. Yes,
0: I do. I do
1: for one of my my um, fat black pussycat shows back yes, when you could do live cool. comedy. Yeah, so you did a great job back in the olden days. But um, it was because I had just finished the Little Prince and ah. I was inspired by that, and I thought that would be a fun a fun little poster.
0: Yeah. So and this w- is one of my yeah, this is one of my favorites. I've ha- I read it in French maybe like twice. Um, but mostly in English.
1: could you understand it?
0: Yeah um, what, what is
1: it about the story that makes you read it more than once?
0: Um, it's hmm that's a great question well it's it's very poetic but not in a um, uh, annoying <laughs> way <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I can. I I think it's very readable and it's um, each little chapter is like an adventure kind of. Yeah, Um, he goes to different little planets. He goes to different planets. he meets a different person. And there's like a lesson with each of them. But I also don't feel like it's too heavy handed with the lesson. Yeah, the whole story about with him and his flower and, you know, like it's just an ordinary flower, but it's special because it's his. That is my favorite mm-hmm. part of it. That's so very sweet. That's there um, are many
1: wives in the world, but you're special to me because you're mine. Thanks. Is that? Did I get the lesson wrong?
0: You did. You did fine.
1: Okay, good. Should I talk about my book, or do you want to talk about your next book?
0: Uh, I'll go with my next book. So, um, my next book is The Outsiders,
1: Ooh, which
0: by, I also have two copies of. You
1: do by S.E. Hinton, but yeah, who Hinton. sometimes comes up in my crossword.
0: Does she? She um, does. She's so cool. She
1: yeah, wrote you this have to be cool to write a story that people take seriously with a character named Ponyboy.
0: Yeah. She wrote this when she was um, a teenager. She really? A, yeah, she wrote it when she was a teenager. She was also a woman and had to, or a female and had to, um, that's why she's using her initials.
1: Right. What's her real name? Like Sarah or something? Uh,
0: I don't remember off the top of my head. um, I'll look it up. Okay.
1: But tell me why. It's uh, Susie. Susie. Why the outsiders?
0: Oh, I, well, I loved this book because, um, well, the characters are so cool, but they're also so (laughs) tortured. They're like these like angsty boys Mm -hmm. who like just want to be loved, but they think they're so tough, but you see right through them. You know,
1: this makes a lot of sense as to why we ended up together. (laughs) Uh, I got I got chills. Yeah. Do you think I. um, Well, now that's a narcissistic question. What do you think I could be in the outsiders?
0: (laughs) Sure. But you're not going to like knife a guy. No. But maybe if you were in. I talk a big game about Oklahoma. Also, it, like, takes place in the 60s, which, like, I romanticize a lot. And, you know, like yeah. I would love to, like, just, like, sit on the hood of a car and, like, drink a milkshake. But that's another story, I guess. <laughs>
1: Do you think that you romanticize the 60s because your parents, like, have great stories from that time?
0: Maybe. But I also think I just really like the aesthetics mm-hmm. of it.
1: Yeah. Like the, the cars that are left over from the 50s and stuff yeah. that have that cool body.
0: Yeah, all of that is very um on the level that I like. Yeah. Um, and also just like the idea of fast food all the time.
1: Right. Maybe with <laughs> the resurgence of driving theaters now, you'll get what you right. want. Right,
0: right. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my other book, which I love. And so I have two copies of this because I have the copy that I originally... Read in school in like probably eighth grade, which I stole.
1: Whoa! I think it was by
0: accident, but it is the original copy, like the school's copy.
1: You stole it. I
0: think I think it was by accident. I just didn't return it. Left in your bag, and then yeah, yeah. semester ended. Exactly. One of those. Uh, but then I I have another copy, and it's the 50th anniversary exclusive collector's edition, which has like a leather jacket image on the cover and the reason i got this is because i got i went to a reading with se hinton and she signed it for me
1: that's pretty cool yeah so she's still alive
0: she is still alive yeah um she's in her probably 60s early 70s
1: oh okay see with books you never know i truly don't know when a book is published
0: yeah well this came out in the 60s i want to say but she was like a teenager
1: yeah that's awesome
0: um yeah, and she wrote a bunch of other books, which I also really like. Which are all mostly is... about
1: gangs, right? Yeah, like little boy gangs.
0: Um, this is in 1967. Uh, yeah, like teenagers. Yeah, it's I... all about like ri- like these like tough boys that think they're tough, but really they're just sensitive, mm-hmm. and they're trying to deal with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely <laughs> uh, understand that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's my other book. as a
1: sensitive boy mm-hmm. myself, you know. Yeah. So, how many times have you read The Outsiders?
0: Uh, Probably six or seven times. Wow.
1: This is amazing.
0: Yeah. To I really love it.
1: That makes you a reader. If you're rereading a book, <laughs> I can read.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. You know?
1: Uh-huh. I've read a couple. I think I've read The Harry Potters twice. I think I've read The Alchemist two or three times. Mm-hmm. There aren't too many books out there in the world that I have read more than once. Yeah. Um, most of the books I read, I would go, that's really nice. Um, and then that, that's it. I have an honorable mention before I talk about The Alchemist. I want to talk about The Life of Pi Mm -hmm. and The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. Yeah. Life of Pi is by, um, I believe, Jan Martel. Mm -hmm. Correct. And uh, that is a really great book. And I was very inspired and like blown away by that book because of the the way that it ends and concludes. Yeah. Which I don't want to give away if anybody's not read it because I know it's it's been out for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But... It's just it kind of like blew my mind as to like what is possible in a book, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. I also like really this is kind of silly, but I also really enjoyed reading Animal Farm and 1984. Mm. Those I had good experiences like just reading it was fun because it takes a lot for me to like really grab onto a book. Yeah. And uh, Harry Potter was the same way where I just was like, I crushed it. I like really it takes me a while to read. I You know, I don't usually sit down like you do for like an hour or two and read straight through yeah i take little breaks or i'll just like start playing my stupid video game or whatever so those are all uh, books that I like really got like i got into mm-hmm. um but the alchemist was something that i read at a time in my life where everything was very new and cool i think i had just um moved to new york Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time, or maybe I had just come back from my internship and I was about to move again. Um, But the whole idea is like the book is like this shepherd boy gets this prophecy that he's going to find a treasure. And, um, you know, he goes on his adventure to look for this treasure and he meets people along the way and all these different little things happen to him and whatever else. And then um, I think I can say this because I don't think it'll Should I? I should not say. I won't. I won't say anything about the ending. But it's very inspiring with the way that it concludes. Again, as most books do, seem to have an ending. (laughs) And the reason that this one was good is because it was a very inspiring ending, and also kind of like one of those like, oh my gosh, anything is possible kind of thing. It's just a really great read. It's really nice. There's like these interesting elements of spirituality, which is like a big theme in his writing, Mm -hmm. and um. You know, it's just a, a very inspiring kind of book. And that's yeah. what gravitated me towards it. And also why I give it to a lot of gifts to people because it's like something that like it, The book asks you to bring a little bit of yourself and what you're going through into it. And that's what you get out, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I really like that. And I really like what it's able to do. Now, you gave me the copy from our bookshelf and you seem to have been upset <laughs> that it <laughs> appears that I haven't opened it. But I have read this so many times, but you, I haven't read. Maybe I haven't read the copy that you gifted <laughs> me, so I'm gonna reread this.
0: Okay, so I could just tell you the spine spite, has not been cracked.
1: I, you're not supposed to crack a spine. You're supposed yeah, to yeah. But really the way nice that the you book.
0: read is that you—that's what I tell you because you bend the cover. I do all not the way bend back. the cover. Yes, you I'm do. reading
1: The Hobbit, and The Hobbit <laughs> is a book from. It's the the, the book itself is like six thousand years old. <laughs>
0: They're from 1965, 1966.
1: Yeah, your your ideal time period, yeah. and it. I didn't crack it. I didn't crack the spine. It has been this way. No, I'm being I know gentle that. to the book. I
0: know that, but generally, you bend back the cover.
1: I don't think this is true. It's, it's true. Well, if I ruin this book over the when I read it for spite. <laughs> um,
0: yes that's exactly what i want you i'm to gonna enjoy i'm gonna enjoy this
1: i do want to reread this because you know now that i'm an older man yes an old
0: in your old age
1: In my old age i'm going to reread this and i also gave it to a gift to my friend sumar who was my mm-hmm. arabic teacher and i gave him a copy in arabic and he was like really he told me this beautiful story about that book that he started reading it when he was in, uh, in iraq in arabic and then he went to he had to leave iraq and he went to school and I think it was like, I think he was in Germany. I would have to ask him again. But then he picked it up and he was reading it because he's in a Superman. Mm-hmm. He's reading it in German. And then, uh, but never got a chance to finish it in either place. And then we ended up coming to the United States and never finished it. Mm-hmm. And so then I gave him a copy of it. But the book had like followed him to all of like his des- little stops around. And uh, now he finally read it and got to read it in his, uh, you know, native language and it's just like it was really cool to give him this book that was important to me and also find that it was important to him yeah so that was that was really cool um but this is this is why that book was inspiring because it does uh inspire other people which is like you know i think that's kind of what i would like to do with my life is to share art and inspire others to be nice and kind and enjoy themselves and believe in themselves and feel good all that stuff yeah and so um that, I think, is why I gravitated towards this book specifically. As that's why I select it for my choice.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great choice.
1: So let's talk honorable mentions. Do you have any honorable mentions? And then we'll do our grievances, which you told me that you have one, and I'm kind of worried whenever you say that you're ready for that <laughs> section.
0: <laughs> okay, so I don't even think this is – I think this is at the same level um as the other two books but catcher in the rye is my other favorite book i also have two copies of that you do have two copies of that
1: <laughs> that's one that i've never finished i've started like six it, times a
0: lot of people hate it i love it i just truly love it you know who um, also
1: loves it people who have tried to assassinate the president i know whichever I know. Pres- like several presidents doesn't even matter what president it's just that book
0: yeah but i think that's more just that it's a popular book
1: right and it, I, was, it, it was like mostly in the 70s right is when that was happening um Or like seventies, eighties? I
0: couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I but don't But I think, think that there's I think connection. there's also
0: gonna be like uh you know, like if you look and it's like, oh they all had Harry Potter on their shelves. And it's like, yeah, yeah just yeah. because that's the, been the number one book for a while. Right. Really or long the,
1: time. oh they all wore Haynes underwear. It's yeah. like, yeah, okay. It yeah. doesn't mean the Haynes underwear makes you want to assassinate a politician. Right. Or does
0: it? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I have
1: haynes and fruit of the loom, so I think I'm good. I'm covered.
0: But that's another episode. yeah
1: yeah just where it's comfortable for you you know that's really what we're here to say that's
0: what the alchemist is all about. that's what the
1: alchemist is all about yeah and if the outsiders is all about uh cut off sleeves (laughs) and but actually you don't want to cut off all the sleeves because you need to have one sleeve to roll a pack of cigarettes yeah exactly right i went as a greaser one time for a halloween yeah yeah
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: it didn't work out. I had no muscles. I just looked did like... Did
0: you have to buy a pack of cigarettes just for the costume? I don't...
1: No, I don't think I was... It was like a school thing, so I don't think I was allowed oh, okay. to. I think it was like a, a box of crayons or something, <laughs> you know? It was like just something square, rectangle.
0: Yeah. Aw.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it is that time, Grace. Okay. Grievance time. Lay yeah. it on me. I'm a little scared when you... It's n- it's what did I do?
0: Um, you already know about this, but uh, so the other night we were in separate rooms. You were watching the Blues hockey game in one room and I was watching TV in another. And you came out from the other room and you said, I don't want to be there by myself. I want to hang out with you. And I was like, oh, well, I can, you know, like come out with And also the Blues you. were losing six to three. Okay. And you were like, no, I want to just like come out and hang with you. And so... We're sitting together for a while and then you pick up the remote and you pause it and you turn off the TV and you say that you're not into this like you you say i can't do this right now that
1: is revisionist history it is not it is it is not no because that was something else that we had started after i came and i watched the rest yeah, of the episode was... of the thing that you were watching with you okay, and then we tried true. to watch something else and then i said i can't do this one because it was another murder thing
0: yeah but that's what i wanted to do for my evening and you just turned it off
1: no you you're missing a whole 30 minute period here where it was we not wa- 30 minutes it was we 10 finished minutes the other episode it was
0: 10 minutes
1: regardless we finished the the other episode that you were watching and then we were like what else should we do what about this one and then i turned off the thing
0: yeah it was my choice i was like this is what i had planned for my night was to like catch up on these um mystery shows yeah
1: but i needed to be comforted
0: no you didn't
1: i i'm pretty sure that this was the night that i was like really worried about uh something
0: oh wow which night was that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but we i remember we talked and we ended up doing something else Yeah. Because you refused to turn on the episode to get back on because you said it's gone. The moment's gone.
0: I was annoyed and I was just going to be watching it out of spite. I was going to be like thinking about it. Yeah. That's why I didn't put it back on. Well,
1: my grievance is that you were about to frame this to the podcast listeners as me coming into the room and turning off the TV, which is not what happened. (laughs) I
0: don't think that's what I did, but uh you were saying that we watched the other thing for 30 minutes that's not true it was like 10 minutes or less because that's why i had said i'll go back in the other like i'm gonna finish this and then i'll come back in the other room with you and read while you watch tv if you want to be with somebody
1: well i am sorry it was not my intention. I thought that we were on the same page as far as not starting another television show. And <laughs> you I, made
0: the decision. You just well, picked up the I remote, quickly
1: ran out of steam and decided that I needed instead to sit with my family. <laughs> oh, that's when we read. We sat under a blanket together with the dog mm-hmm. and we read our respective Lord of the Rings books. Right. So, which is a what a nice memory that was.
0: Yeah, so fun.
1: Those books uh i not would not, not they're good. not <laughs> they're not going to make the influential no list.
0: they're not the movies are so much better i know that we are like lord of the rings mega in. fans now yeah but i'll tell you these books are not good
1: it's they're very They really want to tell you about stuff you don't care about.
0: It's just three and a half pages of like describing like some, like a mountainside. Mm -hmm. And then an orc will come and it just says one sentence like, Aragorn and Boromir fought them. And you're like, what? Come on. Right. And the battle scenes
1: and stuff are the most epic part of the movie and it's all interesting. And it's like, there's a way to write action. That's why the Hunger Games can be a book.
0: I don't think this is like much of a spoiler because it's... At the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring. But something I did not know until reading it is that between Frodo getting the ring from Bilbo at the party Mm -hmm. to him finding out it's the ring is 15 years. In the book. In the book. And let me tell you, it feels like 15 years. Yeah. But then Gandalf says, like, you got to take this ASAP. This is important. This is life or death. Yeah, like, you got to get this out of here. This is
1: the ring of power. You got to go.
0: Exactly. And he waits another year. And then he's like, oh, I really don't want to miss the summer. It's going to be so nice in the Shire. And he waits until fall. And then it's like, he's like, oh, it's the end of the fall. I really got to go. And he goes, "Like, like, what are you doing? Love them, love the films. Love the
1: films. Thank you, Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. All right, Grace. That's our book episode. That was fun. That was fine?
0: F- I said fun, but maybe Are I said fun. Are you sure? Fine.
1: I want to play it back and All listen. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. That was fine. That was fine. That was fun. I love you. I love you,
0: too. Talk to you later.
1: Thanks for listening. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash grace ryan podcast or email us at graceryan podcast at gmail.com. Okay. That's enough. I love you. Love you, too.
0: Bye.